Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Rams Up, a Los Angeles Rams podcast. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We cover other SoCal sports news of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. back Ram fans to Rams Up, your Los Angeles Rams podcast. Now, right after the Rams-Texans game, we dropped a recap on our YouTube channel. Coming back at you with this podcast, more of the same, a lot more detail, a little more time to digest what we saw. That will be the primary focus of this podcast. We also have another segment of who's pumped, who's pissed, and who's perplexed after this Rams-Texans recap. We're going to come back Monday with our promised 53-man roster take. I'm going to give you my best guess at where it stands right now. And there are some tough choices coming down the pipe for Les Snead and Sean McVay and his coaching staff. But I'm going to make a run at it as best I can. So up next, a recap of the Rams-Texans game. And then a little fun who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed segment. Football fans, the next generation of fantasy football is here with Rainmakers Football, the first ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection 
and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more. Just like daily fantasy football. The next generation of fantasy football is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Greetings, Ram fans. Let's provide a recap of this Texan-Ram game. Texans win 24-20. Provided a recap on the YouTube channel right after the game late Friday night. Let's do it again here on the podcast with a little bit more detail. First, let's review the six things I wanted to see in this game as posted on the YouTube channel last week. Number one was I wanted to see Kyren Williams. Well, didn't get to see that happen. We'll see him against the Bengals, hopefully. The second thing I was hoping to see from our defense is some three and outs. Giving up those long drives to the Chargers, not cutting it for me. And we did get some three and outs in the first half, I believe, with the defense. Second string defense had two three and outs against the Texans' first string offense for the most part. So that's a good sign. We had at least another in the second half. The third thing I wanted to see was some improvement as far as our offensive line depth. And, you know, my first gut reaction was, It was pretty sad out there for the most part. Bobby Evans, I thought, played poorly. Logan Bruss was struggling again before he got hurt. But you have to admit, our Curry and Jackson both played well, as Whitworth pointed out. So that's a good sign. Really want two or three solid backups. That's what we're hoping for here. We're not expecting five guys that play like a first unit. That's just unreasonable. So my initial reaction was, while well, we're in trouble, but we're talking about the second string here. And if you ask me, do we have a couple guys that I'm comfortable perhaps with stepping in for a few games? I'd say the answer is yes at this point. Now, I don't know who the third guy is. Uh, I, I think our Curry and Jackson have made a strong play for this roster. Uh, the other guy might be Tremaine Ankrum. And maybe I'm overstating our Curry's chances uh, I'm basically getting pushed in that direction by Andrew Whitworth, who has some uh, expertise on the subject, I think. He clearly likes A.J. or Curry. And then, of course, there's Logan Bruss, who's going to make this roster, assuming that injury isn't serious, but I do not think he's ready for prime time yet. The fourth thing I wanted to see was uh, more Lance McCutcheon, make sure our eyes weren't deceiving us, and he had another really good game. Uh, wasn't quite as dynamic as the first week, but still a guy that the Texans were probably eyeballing and he still produced. And I think Jacob Harris actually had a pretty good game. So it was nice to see him get out there. I'm I'm not pulling for one guy over the other. I think the Rams know how to assess wide receivers at this point. Uh, I just want to see improvement, see these guys get their chances. And 
you know, along that receiver front, uh, McCutcheon and Harris both had good games as well as Austin Trammell, I thought. And the fifth thing I wanted to see was let's get to the quarterback. Uh, we had a, a sack by Ernest Brown in week one. Daniel Hardy was really getting at it early in both games. Now that sack, the announcers got it wrong. That sack was awarded to Kobe Durant against the Texans. He slipped in and tripped up Mills, grabbed him by the ankles. However, you know, Hardy would have got the sack if Durant didn't. Uh, you could have probably even split that, given both a half sack. But as for Hardy, I'm not sure how much he's going to contribute this year, to be honest. Uh, I think he still has a good shot at making the roster. But uh, he may be a one-year project type guy. Nonetheless, still feel good about him. And what about Anthony Hines? You want to get in the backfield? You want some tackles for loss? You want to disrupt things? Well, he disrupted things, but he didn't have anything really to show for it. And the sixth thing I wanted to see was John Wolford. And kind of interesting, you know, I watched Wolford play that entire first half, and he was going against a very strong first unit Texans defensive line. Our offensive line was kind of getting crushed there at some points. And nonetheless, I thought Wolford played really well. 14 for 22 for 142 yards. That's more yardage than Perkins threw the entire last week. I thought he managed the game. I don't think he threw a single bad pass. I don't think he made a single bad play, except for the one time where the ball slipped out of his hands. He was on point, accurate passes, really distributed the ball to a lot of different receivers. And yet people are hammering on him. We're talking about a backup quarterback, folks. We're not talking about, uh, you know, the expectation here is, is we have John Elway coming off the bench. And as I've said, I'm not thrilled with our quarterback room as a whole after Stafford, but I'm not really understanding why people thinking Wolford stunk up the joint. I thought he played okay. And I thought Bryce Perkins did too. Did Bryce Perkins play better than Wolford? I wouldn't say that. I think it was pretty close. Perkins had a couple throws. I think he'd went back. Uh, he obviously had some very good plays, though, and he's very exciting. He brings something to the table that not many quarterbacks do. Uh, I don't want to spend a bunch of time on this because we're talking about a backup quarterback position. Neither of these guys are ideal backups for Matthew Stafford. But if it's a competition between these two, I'm still leaning towards Wolford. I think he is better suited for the McVay offense. Hey, can Perkins come in and create some real problems for the defense? Absolutely. Who would the Rams go to if they're both active on a given day? Might depend on the situation. Uh, we'll see if that competition continues next week. But I don't get the unhappiness with Wolford's performance. Don't get it. Overall, guys that brought it in this game, I list a few here, Terrell Burgess and Robert Rochelle. Apparently, they both had something to prove to their teammates in this game, as Andrew Whitworth stated it, and they both played really well. Burgess, early in the game, had several key tackles, and Robert Rochelle, he looked like he was pumped. Just need to see that from him every week. Durant and Kendrick, uh, they both played really well. They, were, they are so much fun to watch. I wish they had played the whole game, actually. Now, Kendrick gave up the one touchdown, but he actually played that ball pretty well, I thought. And Jonah Williams. Now, I don't know if a couple of plays are enough for a guy to make a roster, but 
He did everything the Rams asked of him, I think. One of the standouts along that defensive line. Uh, so if the Rams carry someone beyond Marquise Copeland and Michael Hoyt, who I think both have made this roster, I think it would be Jonah Williams at this point. And I also think Bryson Hopkins played well. Uh, Hopkins looking more like an NFL receiver out of that tight end spot, in my opinion. This looks really comfortable, very reliable. He had that one drop. It really wasn't a drop, though, because the ball was tipped by the defender right before it got to him. I'm liking Bryson Hopkins. And I wanted to point out that, you know, we never want to talk about the kicking game. Gay and Dixon both had good games. One thing I was a little concerned about, this is the first time we've had someone other than Johnny Hecker holding on field goals in quite some time. Kicking, punting, and holding overlooked. A crucial part of the game, and they looked flawless. And another guy I'm going to throw in here is Austin Trammell. He looks like a really good receiver to me uh, in the right offense. Is he like a perfect fit for the New England Patriots and what they do? I really enjoy watching him play. Don't think he's going to make the roster, but Austin Trammell could be playing somewhere after cuts, that's for sure. So that's my Texan Rams recap. Texans 24, Rams 20. On to Cincinnati. These roster battles will continue. It's going to be fun. Week two of the preseason pretty much behind us. I thought it would be a good time to revisit our Who's Pumped, Who's Pissed, Who's Perplexed segment. This is where we take a look at the fan bases across the league, try to take their pulse, which fan bases are pumped, which ones are pissed, and which ones are perplexed. I'll start with Who's Pumped. You know, the Lions have to be pumped. Their draft pick, Aiden Hutchinson, he looks like the real deal. A lot of good vibes coming out of Detroit overall, in my opinion. I think they're going to be better than people think. But Lions fans have to be pumped. I mean, it shouldn't take much for them to get pumped, as bad as that franchise has been over the last decade or two. But they have to be a little pumped right now. And the Eagles fan base has to be pumped. Jalen Hurts looking like the real deal. And, you know, if I'm a Chicago Bears fan, kind of put them in the same category as the Lions. They don't have super high expectations, but they have to be a little pumped. Building a culture there, I think, with that coaching staff and those players, I don't think the Bears are necessarily going to be a playoff team this year. And I think Bears fans know it, but you have to feel a little bit better about the direction of that franchise. And I'm going to say Los Angeles Rams fans are pumped. Matthew Stafford's elbow appears to be just a minor annoyance at this point. And a lot of young players flashing. Now, it's difficult for me to take the pulse of every NFL fan base. And there are probably other fan bases that are pumped for the same reasons. Ram fans are pumped. Basically, young players looking really good. But, hey, I do know the Rams. I do know the Rams fan base. And I think overall, Ram fans are pretty pumped about this upcoming season the health of their quarterback, and some of these young players. And who's pissed? Well, you know, if you watch that Seahawk-Bear preseason game, 
Seahawk fans have to be pissed. The 12th man, what the heck? That was a pretty pitiful performance. I know it's preseason, but, you know, I have been singing the praises of the Seahawks. Well, maybe singing the praises is the wrong way of putting it. They are my pick as far as picking over the win total. Five and a half wins for the Seahawks. I think they're getting to seven or eight. At least I did. I'm having second thoughts, but Seahawks better show better next week. I don't care who's on the field. That was pretty bad. And Jets fans have to be a little pissed. Their young quarterback injured. More bummed than pissed, I guess. That's a very optimistic fan base, I think. Taking another punch to the gut, their quarterback hurt. And Dolphins fans have to be pissed. Tua has looked pretty bad in camp, apparently. That Dolphins team, a lot of high hopes there from that fan base, but got to be concerned about their quarterback, right? Maybe maybe that's more perplexed than pissed, but I'll keep them in the pissed column. And who's perplexed? The Buccaneers with Tom Brady disappearing from camp for so-called personal reasons. Their offensive line continually banged up. Just a lot of questions surrounding that team, specifically Tom Brady. Guy took his birthday off. That was pretty funny. So if I'm a Bucks fan, still very uh, optimistic about the season, given their roster, but at the same time, what the heck's going on with Tom? Is he having second thoughts about unretiring? I don't think so, but it makes you wonder. And 49ers fans have to still be in that perplexed column. Trey Lance not playing in week two of the preseason. He's the starter. I get it. But there's just a lot of unknowns about this guy. And I think 49ers fans would rather see him play. So it'll be the age of discovery coming week one when Trey Lance takes the field as the 49ers starter. So that's all I got this week. Not a lot of teams in these various columns. Who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed. That's all I got for now. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes and a link to our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us a voicemail from our website. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.